Welcome to the Inside Muskegon Podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 26. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon Podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with David Rule, a commentary on the interview, information on contacting Inside Muskegon, plus a new way to listen to the podcast. Our interview this week is with Dr. David Rule, the president of Muskegon Community College. I'm here with Dr. David Rule, the president of Muskegon Community College. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. Oh, I'm delighted. Thanks for having me. Why don't we start out talking a little bit about your background? Well, it, uh, let's see. Background. 45 years old, working backwards. Um, uh, my PhD is in educational psychology and statistics. My master's is in educational psychology. Both the master's and the doctorate uh, have concentrations in research, methods, testing, psychometrics, research design, and my dissertation was in statistics. Um, but prior to that, my two undergraduate degrees were in music. I have an associate in performing arts from Schenectady Community College in New York State and a bachelor's in music education from the College of St. Rose in uh, Albany, New York. So what interested you in the position as the president of MCC? Well, uh, I think you've just identified it at uh, the president, I think, was the, the primary thing. I had uh, been serving as a vice president for academic affairs at Orange County Community College in New York State uh, for about four, four and a half years. Prior to that, uh, I had worked my way up through the ranks as a, a director of institutional research at a private university and a chair of a graduate psychology program. And so the next logical career step uh, was a presidency. And uh, the president that hired me when I was at Orange County Community College was a fellow by the name of Preston Pulliams, who is a native of uh, Muskegon. And uh, actually, he worked at MCC for a period of time. And he uh, noticed that the MCC was looking for a president. Uh, he was in Seattle, I believe, at the time, uh, still is, as a chancellor of a system out there. And he uh, suggested that uh, it would be a good fit. And so I applied for my first presidency, and lo and behold, uh, I got it. What were your initial impressions of Muskegon as sort of an outsider, now an insider, here in our community? Well, when you say Muskegon, I think of it as just one greater Muskegon area. Uh, in fact, uh, that was one of my surprises when I arrived here, was to discover that Muskegon was actually five different cities, a hodgepodge of townships. Um, that That's new to me. Uh, coming from the East Coast, uh, when you say a city, a city has one mayor. Everybody uh, always refers to uh, New York while it has boroughs, and, and that's true, but there's one mayor. It's, it's one greater unit. Um, so to discover the fractured nature of our governmental structure, not just at the city level, but at the county and, and uh, um, the townships, a very, very complex political structure, but also to discover that um, uh, reading about uh, Michigan and Muskegon and its economic um, efforts of turning around their situation and actually living through it are two very different things. And so it, it's uh, – Muskegon, the greater Muskegon area, uh, you know, we're in a state of transition. I think 
uh, we know what we're coming from, uh, and I think the challenge for all of us is to figure out what we're going to be as we start to develop downtown, the waterfronts, and I know that's a a challenge we're facing at the college as well, Uh, the chicken or the egg, you know. uh, uh, to what extent should we as uh, a higher ed institution be exploring, developing, and creating uh, programming, both credit and non-credit, uh, uh, on a, a leading edge sort of aspect, if you will, to attract the type of employers that we believe as a, a city that we ought to be, but at the same time um, realizing that we may be creating uh, graduates for which there aren't yet positions, or do we wait for the businesses to show up and then uh, do it the traditional community college way, uh, respond and, and create graduates that now the businesses need? So it's kind of a chicken or the egg. And that is a challenge from an education point of view and something as employers in the area and owning my own business that I struggle with, too, is finding you know the caliber of the employees that we need in my field, being in uh, marketing and technology you know, young creative people, the next generation of people to kind of take over what we're all doing. And it, what do you feel like the uh, the focus will be, or kind of like more to the point, I guess, would be the state of higher education in Muskegon? Well, the state of higher ed in Muskegon is uh, is very healthy. We've, we've got two institutions. Um, it's unusual to have our driveways touching, as we do, but uh, um, uh, we're very fortunate to have two higher ed institutions for a city our size. Um, we're both primarily um, associate degree level. Um, uh, Baker College, my friend Rick Amadon, and I, I do mean that we are friends. We get together regularly, go to the same church. Um, uh, you know, primarily as more of a business technical type college, and they do offer some baccalaureate and masters. And the community colleges. Kind of your typical community college where um, probably 60% of our students are transfer-related students. The other 40% are technical or or business. So um, we're in a very good position to supply uh, qualified graduates to any of the employers in the area. I mean, again, for a community our side, I think we're higher ed rich. And then you take into account at um, MCC, we've got Ferris and uh, Western Michigan and Grand Valley all on our campus offering baccalaureate programs. So uh, we're in very good shape in, in that respect. I think the, uh, the thing that makes it challenging for the community college um, is by their very nature, a community college is local-driven. Uh, when I was in the private universities and colleges, you tend to think uh, regional, state, even national. Uh, a couple of the colleges I was involved with are, were nationally ranked colleges where a community college is, is specifically aimed at the local community, which s- supplies through a uh, millage system. Uh, it's one of the three legs of its stool of, of financial support. And so that's, uh, I think, kind of a unique feature of uh, the community college here is that uh, you know you really are aimed at, at the local needs uh, as opposed to maybe like a Grand Valley which is gaining a uh, uh, certainly a uh, statewide and Midwest reputation and now a national reputation. And uh, so how you approach higher ed missions uh, depends on primarily who your market is. Now, what is new at Muskegon Community College? Well, actually quite a bit. Uh, as you may know, we uh, successfully completed the building of the Hendrick Meyer Information 
uh, Library Information Technology Center. Excuse me, that's uh, the LIT. We call it the, the Meyer Light Center. I like that name. I I saw those billboards, like the teaser billboards that you had around town. And then when you unveiled the name, what it actually was, I thought that was really creative and clever. Oh, well, thank you. That was probably one of your competitors. But uh, it, uh, it's... Uh, we're all brothers, here, just like uh, just, <laughs> just like, like Baker you and, and Baker. MCC. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, that technology center is you know state of the art. There's nothing like it in Western Michigan. Um, you know, with the level of technology, both in just PCs, but also more importantly uh, in networking, wireless, uh, the ability to. Uh, it really is a um, um, a university level library now uh, in the area. And as you just mentioned, uh, other new things uh, are like our marketing campaigns. Um, uh, trying to get a fresh face, a more 21st century uh, approach uh, and perception of the college. We've done quite a bit with uh, technology on campus other than the, the Meyer Light Center. Uh, about 40% of the campus now is all wireless. Um, student email and accounts and all of that uh, take effect in September. Um, you know, we're really coming a long way. We're revamping um, all of our academic programs. We're in the middle of an academic master plan. Uh, which is a, a unique feature um, for uh, Muskegon Community College. We've never undertaken such a thing. But the idea is to completely take a look at all of our academic programming. Uh, but now in the eyes of uh, where is uh, Muskegon, again, greater Muskegon, at now and where does it wish to be in the future uh, and taking a look at our program. Some programs we should probably expand, update. Uh, others may be doing fine. Uh, there may be programs that we need to offer that we're not. Equally important, there may be programming, courses, certificates um, that no longer really serve a need and are chewing up valuable resources that we could reallocate to higher need programs. So there's a great deal of activity on campus. What do you see as some of the future curriculum that will be uh, supplying the jobs and the careers of the future for students at MCC? I think, uh, in general, there are uh, two tracks. Um, one is the liberal arts track. Um, when you read such books as The World is Flat and Freakonomics and all the, the hot things that we're all reading nowadays, you, you can't help but come away with the impact that uh, the, the technology and the information is advancing at such a rate that it's really the liberal arts skills, it's the backgrounds, it's the sensitivity to culture, to history, to business principles in general, because the, the, the details are changing at an ever-increasing ever rate. You know, prior to our broadcast, we were just talking about iPods in general. We couldn't have even envisioned even a program like this probably 10 years ago. But it's the communication skills that we're engaged in at the moment um, that allow us to succeed. So I think... Um, there will be an ever-increasing realization of the importance of a, a strong liberal arts background. On the other side, uh, there are those specific skills. And uh, coming from uh, um, upstate New York uh, with a, a very diverse economy, much less reliant on uh, industry and manufacturing, um, I think that is probably uh, a model or a simile anyway of what we'll be experiencing here. Um, greater um, exploration, and I know this is what we're talking about with our academic master plan on things like uh, alternative energies. Uh, working, we have coursework now in conjunction with the Merrick Center uh, here in town on alternative energies. Uh, we're looking at our automotive program 
and asking questions. Should we be now focusing on hybrids or alternative fuel, biodiesel? Maybe we should be looking at that. Um, with the technologies, um, it's not just uh, programming, which is necessary now, but also the ability to adapt uh, and to advance with technology and, and the skills you need there. Also, uh, a greater emphasis on change theory, entrepreneurial initiatives, the ability to um, not only adapt to change but to embrace it and to foster it, uh, I think are really going to be the keys for uh, all higher ed programs in the future. Yeah, that sounds like that's music to my ears, everything you're saying right there when you talk about uh, Thomas Friedman and the world is flat and how things like flattening have become verbs now and things that are just happening in the world today and the entrepreneurial spirit of you know my generation, which I'm in my early 30s and I'm a MCC alumni and got my start oh, there and moved on to where I am today. And really just starting, I even see it in people that are my age, the Gen Xers, and I think it's even more in the next generation of students and the students of tomorrow is that uh, young people are fiercely independent. Everyone wants to kind of craft their own path. And the fact that community is preparing students and really actively addressing that, you know, preemptively, I think is a, is a credit to your focus on what the new curriculum and current curriculum are at the institution. Well, you know, you can pick any curriculum. I mean, uh, uh, even something that supposedly is boring as accounting, which I don't think is particularly boring, but many people do in my area of statistics. Um, you know, that there are, will always be the need to learn the principles. But, you know, a field like accounting or, or uh, my area of research statistics has morphed, changed, transformed uh, rapidly. And the ability to... Um, know that that will take place, to embrace it, um, and to move with it, I think, is, is really, really the key. Um, you have to be able to embrace change and move forward with it. Um, you know, all, this, all of the numbers, statistics, uh, tell us that, you know, we're changing careers at an ever fasting, faster rate. Uh, Friedman and The World is Flat tells us that anything that can be automated through repetition, repetition will be automated. Um, you need to keep moving forward. Sounds like we could have done like a whole podcast on discussion of the world is flat. <laughs> well, it's, I think it's being overused. Uh, I think it's a good book. Uh, I think you're right in that it's what it's more than anything probably done is introduced uh, a vocabulary, a conversation yep. um, that, that, that needed to take place. And I think Friedman, his timing was perfect. Yeah. And, and maybe we'll do Freakonomics then in the next podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Another great book. I'm a big fan of that one. All right, I'm going to move on to our final question. You have one minute alone with a prospective student considering Muskegon Community College. Make your pitch to get them to attend your college. Oh, that one's an easy one. Uh, value point. Um, Muskegon Community College is the best value uh, for anyone within a 100-mile radius. Our tuition uh, is the lowest. Uh, it's unmatched uh, in the area. We have over 100 full-time faculty. We have uh, transfers and articulations to dozens of other institutions. Um, we are in a state of uh, um, technological advance and change management, uh, uh, which is really changing the whole culture of the institution. It's a very vibrant institution. Um, 
And uh, you simply can't beat it from a value price point. Uh, I'd like to steal uh, Mr. Meyer's uh, high quality, low cost, uh, but that's probably trademarked. But that's really what Muskegon Community College is, you know, uh, with the support of our, our sponsors, uh, uh, the taxpayers of Muskegon County, and the support from the state, it it brings an unparalleled uh, price point uh, when it comes to higher education. Simply cannot be matched in quality and in price. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Rule. You're welcome. My pleasure. For 80 years, Muskegon Community College has been preparing students for transfers to four-year colleges and universities, as well as providing the technical skills necessary to succeed in the workplace. Muskegon Community College continues that commitment with the investment into the Library Information Technical Center, Lite, which is a pretty cool name, by the way. The Lite features wireless internet access and upgraded computers and a creative learning environment that will prepare students for the jobs of the 21st century. If I had to use one word to describe my interview with Dr. Rule, that word would be refreshing. As outsiders, we have this impression of the leaders of higher education institutions being these stuffy old codgers with stuffy old antiquated ideas. Dr. Rule is anything but stuffy, as the interview showed. His approach to education is refreshing in that he has this outsider's perspective coming from New York and bringing fresh ideas to the college. Muskegon Community College students are not just competing with the workers here in Muskegon, and other surrounding areas like Grand Haven and Grand Rapids. They're competing for jobs with the workers from India, China, and Korea. Educational institutions like Muskegon Community College are great places for students to learn and prepare themselves for the workplace. However, there is no replacement for real-world experience. That's why I applaud Dr. Rule for evaluating the college's curriculum to offer programs that will give students the opportunity to succeed in today's global marketplace. Now, for more information on Muskegon Community College, visit their website at muskegoncc.edu. I'm going to move on now to a special announcement about a new way to listen to the podcast. I want to thank Fred Martino and WGVU for posting the Inside Muskegon podcast to their website. I had an opportunity to do an interview on WGVU's midday program with Fred Martino and announce the partnership between WGVU Radio and the Inside Muskegon podcast. They are generously agreeing to post the podcast to their website at wgvu.org. Listeners can go on and check out the news section on the website and then click down the right-hand side of the page and get to the Inside Muskegon podcast. They are archiving episodes of the podcast, so listeners can just have one more avenue to check out episodes of what we're doing here. So I want to thank them for doing that for us. I really appreciate the partnership between the mainstream media and new technology of podcasting. So go ahead and you can check out the podcast at wgvu.org or you can listen as always at insidemuskegon.com. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 26 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at insidemuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at jason at insidemuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. 
comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com.